Is this thing on? Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Summits Podcast. We appreciate you guys joining us today. Um, we are rolling in July. It's hot here in Indy, um, as you guys can attest. Um, humidity is a nice, but 90-ish percent on top of 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Walking through Makes water. Makes awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually played it's, in a golf outing um, yesterday, not too long ago. And yeah, yeah it, was, it was brutal, Yeah, which sounds pathetic to say, but it was. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be like that for a little bit. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys listening to wherever you get your podcast. For those of you joining us on the Heroes Foundation YouTube channel, thank you. And if you haven't, please hit that subscribe button and the little notification bell so you guys can be alerted when new episodes like this one drop. Speaking of new episodes, today we are joined by Stacy and Chris Dijon. Welcome, guys, to the Summit's podcast. Thank, thank, thank you. you. Why don't you, like as we always do, um, start off with a little introduction? You guys can share with. Uh, the audience where you guys are from and a little bit about your background. Um, I'm Stacy and this is my husband Chris Dijon and we um, live here on the southeast side of Indianapolis. I'm originally from Cherbosco, Indiana, which is northern Indiana. The fort, near the, the fort. fort. That's right. <laughs> okay. And um, Chris grew up here in the township as well, went to Franklin mm-hmm. Central High School. Yep. We met at UND. Um, I ran cross country and track and he played basketball. Mm-hmm. Where did you, so Chris went to, it was a flash. Mm-hmm. You ran track and cross country in high school. What high school? Cherbusco High School. Cherbusco we were the Eagles. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah. And then on to Greyhound, Greyhound fandom. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Nice. Go Hounds. My cousin's uh, actually just, he's going there to play soccer. So oh, great. Yep. Good yeah, so- great soccer program. They do. Yeah. yeah so. Chris, what position in basketball? Uh, played the three, small forward. Okay. Yeah. As I say, based on your height, I was not going to guess point guard. No. <laughs> Although that would be impressive if it was. No. Um, it's funny. You in, in high school, you know, I'm the biggest guy on the floor most of the time. So yeah. I'm playing center or power forward. And then you right. get to college and not really that tall for uh, college. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so a lot more out on the floor. And guys under the basket were too big for me. So I right. move out. So a few guys on the IU roster who we had conversations about, um, you know, who were probably playing center in high school. And now yeah. they're they literally – are the same size as guards and yeah. have to figure out how how not to play with their back to the basket. But yeah. that's another conversation. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Welcome. Um, what you guys? You said you were a nurse, correct? Mm-hmm. And what? Yes. Uh, where do you practice at, and what specialty? So I'm currently with Community Gastroenterology. Okay. Yeah. And you, I think you mentioned you were at Riley before that. Yeah, so I started out at Riley for a couple of years okay. uh, when I was first out of nursing school. And then we moved up to northern Indiana with um, Chris's job. Okay. And then I went into the adult world of um, pre-post PACU. And then I got into GI when we moved again. Okay. So, yeah. And then commercial banker, yep. right? I've uh, been with uh, Wells Fargo for 21 years pretty much since I graduated from college. So I uh, nice. started here in Indy. And then, uh, as Stacy mentioned, we moved up to to Fort Wayne and then lived in a couple of the surrounding communities with various promotions and then uh, uh, moved us up to South Bend. And so we were in South Bend for about four years uh, with the bank and then moved back here about eight years ago. So okay. uh, it's been been a great company and I've enjoyed my time. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it seems like there's uh, quite a few people in the Wells Fargo family and the 
Indianapolis yeah. area. It seems like it's a pretty sizable office around here. Yeah, it's not uh, not too bad. Comparatively speaking, you know, we're more prevalent um, out west and yeah. uh, uh, down south with our the Wachovia acquisition. But yep. uh, there's still a decent number of us here in uh, Indianapolis carrying the flag. Cool. So, nice. Well, uh, as you guys know, um, July is Sarcoma and Bone Cancer Awareness Month. So, guys, what is your cancer story? Um, so it was October 8th of 2020 and we have three children. Um, we have a 16 year old, a 13 year old, and then William who's nine. And, um, at the time we would just started our fall break. We were staying at home and he had been complaining of some leg pain off and on, just thought he was growing. Um, he's growing at a rapid rate, like all boys do. And he was at swim practice that evening, and we got a call from the coach. Chris and I had been walking outside while he was swimming, and um, he said that he couldn't bear any weight on his leg, and so we went in to get him, and I just, I knew something was wrong. He had jumped, he said, and he felt like a pop, mm -hmm. um, and he wouldn't even put his toes on the ground. So um, thinking back to my Riley days, and kids and um, I knew that he didn't fall necessarily and break anything so I was very concerned so we got home and we got all cleaned up and I took him to Riley that Thursday evening on October 8th um, it was right in the height of COVID um, so I was alone with him at the time we waited in the ER for quite a while because it was full mm -hmm. And I was really getting ready to leave. I kind of had it. I was like, maybe we'll just come back in the morning again. And he's like, no, Mom, we're almost there. We got to stay. And so we were kind of tucked away in a corner. I was trying to keep him protected because I was holding him because he couldn't walk. Mm -hmm. And so we finally got called back, and they took him back to x-rays right away. And the um, physician assistant that was evaluating us knew that I had a medical background, and she um, – She's like, you know why you're here, right? And I said, yeah, I know what we're looking for. They took him back and they did the x-rays. And about two hours later, they came back and just said that they, um, he did break his femur, his left femur. But the reason why it broke was they believe there was a tumor there. Mm -hmm. And so that was the middle of the night. Um, they said, we're gonna admit you because um, we need to get an MRI first thing this morning and get a better view of what's going on. And so we um, got upstairs to our room. Again, I'm still alone with just he and I. He doesn't know what's going on. He had finally fallen asleep. They were able to get him comfortable with some pain medicine. And he had his MRI done. Um, he had to be sedated for that. They put him to sleep just because he wasn't going to be able to lay still and keep his legs still. So we did that. Um, and I knew he came back to the room pretty quickly after his MRI and I had fallen asleep and I awoke to um, a team of doctors standing over me. And it had only been a couple hours since the MRI and so I knew what he was about to deliver. And um, the doctor that gave us the news that your son has cancer was just, he was wonderful. He stopped and he said, you know, I know that you're here by yourself. As does Will have a dad or your husband? And I was like, yeah, he does. And so he hit pause in, his, in our conversation and we got Chris on the speaker on our phone and he went through everything again. And um, just from there, it was kind of a whirlwind, everyone. It was a Friday afternoon by now. Um, so we're getting ready for the weekend and of course nothing's gonna happen on the weekend. 
Um, but we did meet with our oncologist, Dr. Bear, um, that late afternoon, early evening. Mm-hmm. She came in to kind of review a game plan of what it was going to look like for us going forward. And we ultimately took him home that night, that Friday night. They splinted his leg, and they're like, nothing's going to be done over the weekend. There's yeah. no reason for you to be here. Was Go home. the basis of the conversation at this point still just based off the scan, or did they also do some blood draws? And just the scan just is scan, all we okay. knew was there was a tumor in his femur. That's okay. all we knew at that time. Okay. Um, so we went home and um, had a weekend with family. Our daughter had... Um, sectional race for cross country she runs for the high school and at this time we hadn't shared the information with anyone will didn't know either that he had cancer we waited um, until that saturday evening and we told them all together and that was really awful yeah um and then that monday we started getting phone calls and everything just started going really fast he had a biopsy that week Um, I think on Tuesday or Wednesday of that week. So we knew right away that it was cancer because they did the initial reading in the OR room. And so we knew it was malignant. We just didn't know what kind to that point. Mm -hmm. And at that point as well, he was put in a full leg cast. So now we have an eight-year-old that can't walk. He's in a leg cast from hip to ankle. Mm -hmm. And we were just given the diagnosis of bone cancer. Yeah. Um, So a lot. A lot to take in, um, but the pathology unfortunately took almost two weeks to get back okay. to determine exactly what type of bone cancer, because every type of bone cancer has different treatment plan, and yeah. we couldn't start until we knew what kind. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Ewing sarcoma, there's undifferentiated mm-hmm. um, sarcoma, and then osteosarcoma. And so about like day 12 or 13, our oncologist said, you know, we can't, we can't wait any longer. We have to get treatment started. And in the meantime, he had also had a PET scan, um, which the PET scan was clean. So that was such a blessing that it hadn't spread anywhere. He did have a chest CT that showed, because before they put him to sleep, he had to have the um, chest CT to make sure his lungs were okay. It did show a couple spots in there, but very, very small. Um, and they said that we weren't going to worry about those at that time. It could potentially be a rabbit hole that we were going down that we just didn't need to. It was nothing alarming. We'd watch them. Mm-hmm. And so then, like I said, about two weeks later, he had his port placed, and we also did a bone marrow biopsy. Um, since we didn't know what type for Ewing's, we would need to know if his bone marrow was involved. For the other two types of cancer, we didn't necessarily have to have that information, but we still didn't have the pathology back. So we all, um, rather than going through yet another procedure, just do it all at once. Yeah. How did he uh, handle the bone marrow biopsy? He was asleep. Oh, okay. lucky. Yeah. yeah, he was asleep, so they did the port <laughs> and the bone marrow all at once. Yeah. Okay. That's one of the my experiences that I remember vividly, and I was not asleep, though I kind of wish I was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't particularly enjoy that part. I'm glad and he I was may asleep. or may not have said a few choice words that I go down the wall or yeah. hallway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, yeah he was sore afterwards, but he didn't really complain too yeah. much about it. I mean, it was maybe a day or two of, of some soreness. Like his hips that was were right. sore, yeah. but yeah. yeah, he did wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Just that notion that he's asleep versus knowing that there's 
someone there like with a giant corkscrew in yeah. your hip. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the part that I can't seem to lose out of my memory. Yeah. And yeah. luckily for yeah. a lot of his procedures he was asleep and yeah. and he yeah. was eight and he doesn't remember a lot of it. Yeah. So yeah. it was a blessing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All true. of it. So um, he had his port in bone marrow and we got him up to his room and got settled. And at that time, Dr. Bear had decided we would just start the treatment plan for the undifferentiated sarcoma. Okay. And, um, we and is met. that still pre formal yeah. um, path report? Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause she's like, we have to get, we got to get started. We can't yeah. let this yeah. continue to grow. Yeah. Okay. So we decided that's a good plan. And we talked at length, um, why he was still waking up and, I got back to my room and maybe an hour later she called on our, um, my cell phone and said, we got a final path. Um, a Miami pathologist determined that it was osteosarcoma. So okay. we halted doing tre chemo that night and we waited until the following day. She's like, I'll be in in the morning and we'll go over our new care plan. Mm -hmm. And so we slept. It was wonderful knowing that we finally knew the path that we were going to take. Yeah. Because yeah, for two, two and a half weeks, we were in limbo. A lot right. of stress around what's the, what the plan, ifs. what it's going to yeah. look like, what's the timing, and this, and, and that, and the other thing. So it was um, it was tough. You knew something was wrong. You just wanted to, you just wanted a plan, and you wanted to get started on right. whatever. The, the plan. The plan. The plan. Right. Yeah. 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 And so with um, bone cancer, the only treatment is ultimately you have to remove the bone that's affected. So, um, and it's very specific, it's very time sensitive on when that surgery happens. Okay. So on week 12 is when he ultimately had his leg resection. Um, up until then we had four or five rounds of chemo. He started on Halloween weekend back in 2020. Yeah, so what, what is the protocol? I mean, obviously you said that they removed the section of the bone, but mm -hmm. do they always start with chemo first yeah. or? Okay. So in all the plans, they all started with chemo, but it was a different combination of chemos. Okay. In different okay. length of time that yeah. you would do the chemo before you would have right. um, action on the, the bone. Okay. So okay. yeah, so his first couple rounds were quite awful. It was the um, really hard hitters. Um, yeah and he was very sick. Yeah. He, of course, lost his hair, and that was really hard. That was a really hard night for all of us because mm -hmm. he was mm -hmm. growing his hair out. And <laughs> Me too. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so October, we started. So November, December, he had uh -huh. chemo every week to two weeks. We were inpatient for all of them. We'd go in for count checks on Thursdays. We'd get admitted. We'd stay over the weekend, and then depending on what chemo determined how long he was there for. Right. The first couple were only like three days, but they mm. made him very, very sick once he got home. Yeah. Then he, our, he was inpatient those three days? Yeah. Okay. yeah. So again, only one caregiver can be at the bedside because it's COVID, yeah. and oh, you can't yeah. change out. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's or you could, but it had to be like 24 hours. There was a lot of stipulations. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was... It was very challenging because we still had two daughters at home right. that yeah. needed cared for. It was challenging too. Once he did come home, he starts to you know, they their counts are pretty low when they when they come home, but well mm -hmm. enough to to leave. And this constant worry of trying to keep him isolated and keep him 
healthy because obviously you know we get to Nutri- yeah. Yeah, during a pandemic, <laughs> right? Doing yep. neutropenic, it's uh, added level of risk and concern. So, so it was extremely difficult because kids at that time were still going to school. Yeah, because yeah. this was it the was, start of that year. So yep. yeah, they were still going yeah. at that time. Yeah, it's it was just, kind of a modified school schedule. Our oldest was only going like two days a week. Our middle okay. schooler was going full time, and he had been going full time. But then luckily, we were able to get him virtual. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. it all worked out well yeah. in that regards for schooling. Um, he did really well with chemos, all in all, mm-hmm. things considered. I mean, we only had, he got really sick in December right before Christmas. Okay. He was very, very low on counts. And, and they warned us that this was going to be a really hard round for him yeah. to rebound. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was super important that we tried to get as many chemos in as we could without delay so we could have surgery on January 13th, ultimately, was when he had surgery. Okay. Because um, the more... Um, dead cells that you have in the bone, the higher success okay. and the better prognosis, basically. Okay. So we yeah. wanted to have like 75% or greater dead cells in that yeah. tumor when they ultimately operated on him. So he needed to get as much chemo as he could to really attack the cancer. Yeah. So this may be a dumb question, but what does that, what does that surgery look like? So we had three <laughs> options. Yeah, three options really okay. for, for him with based on where it was. It was um, um, amputation was, yeah. was an option. Um, the other option was uh, kind of a hybrid of... Uh, called a rotation plasty. Yeah, called a rotation plasty where they kind of take your... Um, your, your knee becomes your, your hip. Your knee becomes your hip, and but they you rotate it. Rotate oh, it yeah. around, okay. and so then it, it then would fit into a, a So a your prosthetic piece would fit into your like ankle and foot, foot which has yeah. now become your knee yeah yeah the fact that they can even do right that. it's know, pretty it's, incredible yeah, it's it's yeah. I and mean, we saw some people that had that done in the hospital following. and it was following after he had had his and i was like it's it's yeah. definitely different and unique and the fact that they even came up with that right, is right. yeah incredible yeah. oh yeah but, and yeah. then the third option for him was um uh, it's called a resection where they basically remove that portion of the bone and then right. use a cadaver bone and some okay. bolts and screws and yeah, okay. all kinds of stuff. And our, um, our osteo, um, our orthopedic oncologist, uh, Dr. Collier felt like that was the best option for him okay. since he was so mm-hmm. young. Um, uh, it was still risky with how high up he thought he would have to go in the hip. Okay. And, mm-hmm. um, the good news was with both the knee and the hip, it was not anywhere near the growth plates. So he oh, felt like there was a good okay. opportunity for, right. for clean margins. So ultimately, he made the recommendation to, hey, let's, let's, do the, um, let's do the resection and use the cadaver. He found one that, you know, size-wise, was, was a perfect yeah. fit for him. No, but so. I mean, I'm obviously not a doctor, but I think forward-looking, especially for an 8-year-old, I mean, yes, we're trying to, we're trying to deal with the, the issue at hand, but trying to think possibly also yeah. down the road. Yeah that would probably be the most ideal yeah, option. Yeah, we wanted to at least try it. And if it didn't work, then we would do amputation. But once you it, do yeah. amputation, there's no going back. Right. Yeah. And it was going to be a really hard fit for a prosthetic piece to fit in his hip because of how high his resection was going to have to go. Okay. So yeah. that was our other yeah. determining factor of let's try it. Let's yeah. give him the best chance of saving his leg and yeah. for him to have a, as normal of a life as possible right and I think the other part of it was you know for like you or I as grown adults they would not attempt right something like that it's not really an option they felt you know he was young Um, the healing powers of the young are significantly better than um, 
adults and so yeah. <laughs> not that we're old not that, yeah, not that there's old. anybody no, old he told me, he told me the other day I was a 12 year old but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so ultimately they felt like that was the best recommendation and we talked about it a lot and said you know yeah. let's give it a I give it a try, and right. so they found a, a a pretty good match for him as far as the bone and his okay. leg, and awesome. um, you know, the, the since the growth plates weren't really impacted, he felt really good chance that the leg yeah. would continue to grow right. uh, normally, and um, yeah, so that was what we elected to do. Yeah, yeah uh, my actually my um, aunt on my mom's side, she was yeah, I think she was twelve, um, similar kind of situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, I don't. It was you know a few years ago. I don't know what the um, the, the procedures were at that place, but she ended up um, having to have amputation. So she's she hasn't um, ever had a, um, um, a prosthetic because of like how high up it was right. and things like that. But yeah. um, I just always remember growing up like she's been a wizard on crutches. <laughs> and oh, stuff I bet like that. Yeah. she's done um, you know um, Paralympics for skiing oh, and awesome. all this other stuff and things like that. So that's yeah, great. It's, uh, it's amazing from that perspective then to see like oh yeah that We've there are multiple leaps and options. Yeah. yeah. Things. So that's that's really amazing. Yeah. And that was a really hard decision that we really struggled with. Not obviously the cancer diagnosis, but then making the best decision for him that's going to affect his, the rest of his life ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but our, like we said, Dr. Collier felt very confident and comfortable with that decision. Um, and it, it was a success. He had surgery, yeah. they removed 27 centimeters, so not quite a foot of his femur. Um, it was a lot more than what we had envisioned would be removed, I guess. Yeah. As a I don't know if I ever asked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, oh gosh. I, was. I, I don't know what it was, but percentage. it was, it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I've certainly got pictures that I can, I can he share. It's very the, little on both you know, ends basically. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But enough that they felt again, that he felt confident that it would be success. And ultimately it, it was, and obviously fasting, fast forwarding it's, it has been so, yeah. but uh, nine hour, procedure for him and um yeah he was very very happy with what it turned out and i think he was immobile in that leg he started for, walking back in september yeah, so almost okay. a year yeah wow. he was like yeah. non-weight bearing for almost a year yeah. yeah wow now did um covid plus doing um using needing a, a donor cadaver bone and things like that accelerate or prolong how much how long it took to go from you know, chemo treatment to surgery at that point? Was it No, it was very, like no, of, okay. it was, no, it was pretty right, it like the, right, right okay. to the drama of okay. their plan without, yeah. I mean, we had no setbacks leading up to surgery, which was great. Yeah. He yeah. was sick in December, but we were able to make it out in time for Christmas to get home, which was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then he had yet another round after that of chemo before surgery. Just all on track. To yeah, we really did. We stayed right on track, yeah. which yeah. was such a blessing and that we were able to keep him healthy in mm. order to do that. That was a really hard task at times, um, yeah. but it was, we did it. So that was our goal was we had to get to January to do surgery, to get mm. rid of the tumor. Yep. And I can't recall, it was it was probably a recovery of maybe six weeks before they started chemo no, back up No, I went back and read our notes. It was yeah, only three weeks. Was he was off weeks. for three weeks mm. and then we had to get back t- to the right chemo schedule yeah. right away. Um, so yeah, cause we got cleared. He saw him like on a two week checkup and then we started chemo that following week. So there's no rest for the weary. You just mm-hmm. keep right. marching and he had to have 18 rounds of okay. chemo. 
Post-surgery, were 18 more rounds? Um, 18 total. Okay. I think we did five before surgery, five uh, or six. Right. So then the bulk of it was after. Right. Yeah. And over about what time period did that last? Um, he finished his last chemo in June, mid-June, okay. or the beginning of June, I guess, of 2021. 2021. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we started in October, and he finished in June. Um, and he, he really, again, from post-surgery to the end of his treatment in June, he did wonderful. We, I think we had to delay one chemo round yeah. at the very end yeah. just because his counts were just right. in the tank. His body was just mm -hmm. so over the fight. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think, too, from the surgery perspective, you know, they were able to get clean margins for him mm -hmm. on, his, on his leg, and then the, the, uh, the bone showed you know, significant reaction to the chemotherapy. Um, like 75% we had exactly right what the, we needed. Right at the benchmark yeah. okay. for, um, you know, showing that it was reacting and being killed by the chemo. So it was yeah. um, a blessing as well that right, yeah. what we were doing was working. Yeah. Because yeah. that also would determine, like, if he didn't have his, that 75% inch, he was going to have to have more chemo. Okay. Um, but we didn't, thank God. So that yeah. was great. Right. Yeah. Well, here we are, June 2022. Yeah. What's the last 12 months been like? Okay. Um, <laughs> last 12 months has been, so he was, you know, given the disease free after, um, after his last round of chemo in July. In, in July. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it was interesting because we had had that last scan and there was still that spot, spot in the lung that, oh, right. you know, okay. that we were, they still felt pretty good about it. I think the last report hadn't that, changed yeah, hadn't changed. Year. And so okay. I think they called it a, a lymph node or something like yeah, that and I said hey we're, <laughs> we're disease free so then we go back in in september, september to get um more scans yeah get a scans a three-month follow-up because right. we're on a three-month cycle now yep. for, with leg and and chest ct and we're like well that uh that spot has uh has grown and and, and we need to do something about it so we from like two millimeters to five yeah, so okay so um at this point they were you know not you know, it doesn't need chemo. Uh, it's it's right here on the the end of his lung, so we can actually go in and and, and take it out. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. So they scheduled him for surgery. Um, the end of right? September, yeah. he had a wedge resection. And it's pretty crazy. What they do is they'll remove that tumor, but then they also literally felt inside his lung with their hands for oh, any wow. additional tumors. Because if there were more tumors that the scan didn't pick up then he would have to have chemo. But if it was just the one and we got clear margins, take it out I was out just going to ask on. you how they'd do the, that surgery, but you yeah. just answered that. Okay. Yep. So by the grace of God, it was just the one. Thank goodness. And so we had the wedge resection. Um, we stayed for, I don't know, four or five days. He had a mm -hmm. chest tube and he did fine. Yeah. It's right at right before fall break. So we had two so weeks So then he recovered at home right. for two yeah. weeks. Perfect. It was perfect. He went yeah. back to school. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. 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 So he, and backing up, yeah, we did start school once he was, um, in August. Yeah. Started. In August, he started back up. He was in a, in a wheelchair and, mm -hmm. and using a, a walker. He could still get up, but he still had, um, his cast on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, started school. He fell and broke his leg. <laughs> well, again. we, we want to tell that story. Last year <laughs> or June. Let's tell that story. Uh, <laughs> uh, Not his allograph, uh, but yeah, his tibia. Just, um, so. Okay. A little mishap. Uh, just a long story made sure. So he was. He's a boy. Come yeah, on, right? so I know. We were going to my in laws in Cherubosco. He was super excited because we'd barely left the house and done anything. Right. And um, so he was coming in with his. Uh, well, he was on crutches at the time. And um, so my father in law had just put down this 
brand new epoxy uh, sealant on his uh, in his garage. Nice and slick, the garage yeah. was nice and slick. It had rained apparently. It or rained, he washed rained, it out. I don't yeah, know. So the crutches go this way and down he goes. So awesome. So yeah. So we had so to put the cast back, the back on. Uh, we put the cast <laughs> back on. Weeks, yeah. And um, so he started school, and then we had the the, the wedge resection. Um, everything looked good at the scan. Uh, then in October, uh, and he started. Got the cast off, and he started physical therapy on his leg. Um, started to learn to walk again. Yeah, started to learn yeah. to walk again using yeah. his walker and uh, all that. Um, and so he's slowly but surely, um, you know, with hours of physical therapy, um, his learning had learned to, to do that again. And then uh, when was his next scan then? Uh, so we had one in January, December, yeah. and it was clean, so that was incredible. Right, right. Yeah. everything's looking good, and his legs started to grow, which was amazing. Oh, wow. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, so he it grew. I think by the beginning of the year, he had grown like half of an inch already. Yeah, so that was yeah. great because that was kind of a mystery too of what his legs start to grow again. Yeah. You know, it was. Yeah. Um, but again, great. His legs growing. He's a nice good boy <laughs> ornery yeah. Yeah. um and then in march we had scans again our plan scans and a new spot was found in his lung um but they couldn't determine it looked kind of different they said it appeared to be fluffy um instead of kind of solid looking but it was still small and so they're like you know we'll just rescan again in three months and they said it could be metastatic disease again, or it could just be um, remnants from like a respiratory infection, which we all had had the creepy crud over the winter, yeah, I, you know. I had had COVID, and my daughter had had COVID, so, so it, it had all been within the last, you know, six weeks that we had all had that, and yep. you know, kind of. The way they worded it with us was, hey, you know, if that would have been like you or I, they wouldn't have thought anything of it. But since he had had a history of where there was something there yep, um, right. and with the challenge with osteo, especially since it likes to go to the lungs, as she had, our oncologist had told us multiple times that, hey, we can end up going down some rabbit holes here. So the, the best course is to let's, you know, see what it does. It's pretty small. We can't do anything about it right now and just rescan and in June and which we uh, which we did uh, and it was, it was the spot gone. was gone so oh, oh, awesome. so yeah. yeah so so we're still disease yeah. free wow yep. um, and he actually started swimming again a couple months ago he got back in the pool for the first time nice so one of the uh, restrictions that he has with his leg is he is very limited to his activity he can walk ride a bike and swim okay. so okay. no more really I was say I would think swimming I mean again I'm not a swimming expert but it's a little bit, you know, less, less certainly less right. impact. So yeah. Absolutely. Could be a yeah. good thing. Yeah. yeah. So he has some limitations <laughs> with that restrictions, um, but he got in the water and just took off. And so that yeah. was, it was wonderful to see so him. So did he get your feet? So a little Michael Phelps Yeah, he's got, he's got yeah. some good feet. <laughs> he yeah. does. So. He's got some big feet. <laughs> yeah. So he's um, obviously through therapy, he's um, got upright and was walking on his own without, you know, without crutches, a walker or anything. I want to say that was probably. It was really quick. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty quick. Yeah. It was, he got rid of all that stuff real fast. Yeah, it was like yeah. probably so. November. Uh, okay. know, he was walking. Yeah, yeah probably walking um, unassisted. On like, unassisted then. Just and so. get me out of all right. this thing. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And yeah. so. And yeah, he wants to do some golf lessons too, so we'll nice. get him going because that'll be a, a nice, that. Uh, yeah. safe sport as, as yep. well yeah. for him. But yep. he's been been super happy with swimming. He loves to fish, and um, yeah, so yeah. Uh, those will probably be our activities. But right now he's That's been okay. kind of since the uh, last round of chemo in in June uh, of last year. You know, we had the the wedge removed, which again we 
feel like we probably never mitigated it the first time because uh, there was yeah. it was always always there. Um, but he's you know he's been in great spirits. The leg looks good. All the follow up um, orthopedic appointments have been yes. really good. Yeah, he's yeah. had again growth. His growth plate's fired back up. There was a little bit yeah. of concern because. They had to put a screw through the, the growth plate in the knee when they mm -hmm. first were trying to stabilize, stabilize the leg and then you know that was removed and so I, th I think the orthopedic doc was concerned that it wouldn't fire right back up but it, it has it and so awesome. he's growing, yeah. Yeah. growing kids are good. so resilient it's yeah, i was gonna say how is he you know mentally i mean is he we have ups good, and downs yeah. i mean he doesn't he doesn't talk about having cancer mm -hmm. um definitely not something he brings up he I think it's been a little frustrating that he can't do everything that he used to. You know, sure. he used to yeah. jump out of trees and he ha um, he was just a wild Indian at times and he yeah. can't run. He kind of has this modified skip that he does, but he gets around, it's, you know, for yeah. now it's okay. Right. Um, his friends have been wonderful to him, yeah. which has been such a blessing. He had a great teacher and mm -hmm. the kids all, were very they accommodating to him. him and you know recess was you know they would modify whatever they were doing so he could participate and yeah. so it's been been really good and even from the beginning he's he's always certainly handled it better than oh, any, better any than of us. us have and you know he always was you know the main thing he said to me was just you know don't cry and always be honest with me and just tell me what's going on yeah. and yeah, pretty, enough. pretty mature for an eight year old. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking the same thing. Right. Yeah. How was he? Yeah. So, and that even was now, his, from the very beginning, he's like, just tell me the truth and don't cry anymore. Yeah, we which talk is about really it. hard to do, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> talk about worrying and scans, and he's like, I not with any cell in my brain do I worry about it or worry about yeah. it coming back, and it's just yeah. again better than better, better than, than us. mom yeah. and dad. Yeah, but, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, I just had a thought and I it just totally escaped as fast as it came in. <laughs> just in one side, out the other, real quick. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. I hate it when that happens. Yeah. Yeah. It'll come back like as soon as we end, probably. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's how it usually goes. That's right. Uh, what I was going to say was um, it's, a, it, it's really kind of cool to see kids rally around one another. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's certain, we all experienced this when we were growing up. You know, there are certain stages in, of childhood where kids can start to get a little nasty or whatever, but um, <laughs> you have a situation like this and, and I'm not saying that stuff all goes out the window, but when they all rally around one, it's very cool to see. It was um, amazing. We've seen that and, and it was my kids and it's cool to, cool to hear about yeah. here. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. school, we were new to the school that we were at when he was diagnosed because we had gotten redistricted and so we had only been there like nine weeks. We didn't know anybody. Um, but the school was pretty amazing at all the different things they did for him. And yeah. they all wore yellow one day for him. And we took him in there and they made like a parade. We went through the halls for him. And nice. it was really, it was just, yeah. it was wonderful what they did. It was yeah. so nice to know that he was loved and Which thought school of. Which school is that? Adams Elementary. Adams Elementary. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to Miss Volley and Mrs. French for. Yeah. yeah. They were, Fantastic. yeah, his teachers and our principal have just been wonderful. Because, yeah. I mean, when he started school, he's in a wheelchair, non-weight-bearing. Then he went to crutches. Then his cast was off. Then he had a walker. You know, there's just so many stages. Yeah. And we've just been able to roll with it. And he's been safe the whole time at school because he never left my side for a really long time. And yeah. that was that was really hard to let him go that first day of school. And then he ended up riding the bus yeah. the second half of the school year. So nice. that was great. Yeah. He wanted to get back on that bus. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
A lot of those little, little things that people take for granted. You know, he just was so first milestone was just to get back into school. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we were taking him every day and he's like, I want to ride the bus. I want to ride the bus. And, I'm like, well, it's know, not quite safe yet for yeah, you yeah. too, but eventually. Once his leg got stronger and he could walk and then get up the steps and oh, right. ride the bus, okay. then, you know, he was fine. And, and his bus driver yeah. was so happy to have him back. And so that was really <laughs> fun to see. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, what, what grade did Will just finish? Just finished third. Just finished third. third. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what are the plans for the summer besides swimming, obviously? That's really it. Just okay. swim. We just, yeah, just got back from a vacation in Gulf Shores. And nice. so, cool. um, yeah. First so we really got big to vacation that we've done since he was sick and just spend time with family and they start back August 1st. So they'll okay. be back in school in no time at all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looking for a summer camp for him for probably next year. He was uh, very, his um, older sister goes to a summer camp. And so he's yeah. pretty bummed that he couldn't. Couldn't do that. Um, I, I'm sure there's something out there that we can find, but uh, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, we're he's uh, he does a pretty good job of trying to keep himself safe. But as we talked about, you know, the peer pressure of you know the kids <laughs> getting involved, especially yes. the ones who don't know him and don't know his right. history. Well, yeah. oh, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And yeah. Then, sure. Yeah, maybe I can do oh, that. So, yeah. but well, maybe Michael Phelps has a swim camp. That's right. right? There you go. I know. Yeah. You gotta know. look into that. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, um, we appreciate you guys coming in and sharing your story. Uh, yeah. It means a lot. Thank you. Will, mm -hmm. congrats on being cancer-free. Keep fighting, man. Um, and on that note, everyone at Adams Elementary, kudos to all you guys for rallying around uh, Will and the John family. Um, it means a lot to have that support network. I mean, I, I can attest to that. They are certainly um, great examples and are appreciative of what you guys provided to them. Um, and then I'd also want to give a quick shout out to uh, Todd Kelsey, who is a classmate of one of my daughters at, at Bishop Shatar that just graduated. Uh, Todd's in his fight with uh, a sarcoma right now. So, Todd, we're all thinking about you. Todd's strong all the way. Um, good luck. And if there's anything we can do to help you out, we're, we're happy to do so. And for all you guys listening out there or watching on YouTube, we appreciate you guys joining us today. Uh, Give a special uh, blessing, if you will, to Will, as well as to Todd and their fights. Uh, we, they would certainly appreciate it. We would appreciate it as well. Uh, thanks again for listening and watching, and don't forget, be cancer.